a lot of the stuff that I've been reading about regarding the hotel industry right now is that it's seen very favorably right now. There's a lot of appreciation going on in the space. You know, we're coming out of a recession. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible, and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and we are kicking off a brand new short mini series on crowdfunding and commercial real estate and it's presented by Patch of Land. And today we've got with us Doug Cochran, who's a senior vice president of underwriting and acquisitions at Patch of Land. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing well, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you on the show. And we've talked before on the show. And if you haven't had a chance to hear Doug on the show, then you've got to go do that. He's been on our other series in, and you can check out one of those episodes in episode 201 and then check out episode 194 where he gives his best real estate investing advice ever. Actually, I think there's another episode. You're, you've been on the show. How many times have you been, you've been on the show? Like four or five times. I, th- I think you have the record. <laughs> I think I'm, uh, I'm I'm almost co-hosting at this point. You are almost co-hosting. Yeah, I mean you're you're slowly fading me out. What's what's going on? You're bumping me off the show. It's my ultimate plan, Joe. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, you're you're not supposed to tell anyone that. Now I know how to foil it. Well, this show is is going to be focused on commercial real estate and the shift or the evolution, perhaps not a shift, but the evolution that Patch of Land is doing from single to commercial. And my gosh, how relevant is this with every single real estate investor out there who's investing in single family homes? Because I know that at least there's always at least an idea of going from single to 
commercial. So this is going to be great to hear from Doug, whose company is doing that and what things that they're looking at with that transition and evolution. So with that being said, Doug, do you want to give the best ever listeners just really quickly a brief background on your experience? Sure, sure. So I've been in real estate for over 20 years, started off in the Boston market as a flipper. I was buying, fixing up distressed properties in uh, in and around the Boston area, single families, multifamilies, condos, things like that. And uh, then I, I wanted to increase my education and became a licensed real estate appraiser and started working with some of the largest banks in the region and, and nationwide, evaluating real estate, which helped me get a better understanding of, of uh, what I was doing with my investments. From there, I got into originations. I was originating for a long time. I ended up training loan officers and uh, eventually got into underwriting as well. And then my last job in Boston, I was a project manager for a construction company overseeing a 24-unit uh, ground-up construction of a uh, residential property, 24 units, and uh, also a 14-unit condo going ground up. And then I landed here at Patch of Land. And with Patch of Land, you all have been focused on single families. Now there's a diversification into commercial real estate. What's the appeal of doing that? Well, we've been doing, when you say single family, it's more, we've been doing one to four units has really been our bread and butter over the last year and a half. And we've been getting a lot of inquiries over the last year for commercial financing. It's a niche that really hasn't been addressed by the banks. So we, we saw a niche that uh, we felt was a, an easy evolution to go into, as you, you mentioned the word evolution. There's a, uh, a lot of uh, upside to it as far as diversifying portfolios. And, and um, you know, people say, you know, or people might think commercial, it's a, you know, you're talking about big skyscrapers and things like that. And we're really, we're not focused on the big skyscrapers. Typically in lending, anything above four units is considered commercial. So even the five unit residential building, six unit residential building, that's commercial. And it's underwritten differently. It's looked at differently from a cash flow perspective. But it's a natural progression for us and for our developers. You know, they might start off, you know, fixing and flipping, you know, a single family, a three family, uh, and they have an opportunity to go into a six unit building. It's a little different, but it's it's still pretty much the same animal, if you will, to renovate and, you know, either either sell or reposition and, and get tenants in there and hold on to it as a more of a long term investment strategy. But also we'll, we'll be, you know, we are also looking into hotels and office space, mixed use buildings, things like that. We actually just financed a uh, Ramada Inn in Arizona, for instance. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, so we're, we've we have the systems in place now. Our technology has enabled us to be able to evaluate and bring on the same due diligence that we've always had with our residential properties into commercial evaluation as well. So. It's an exciting new space that we're we're moving into. How much was raised for the Ramada Inn in Arizona? That was three point two million that we raised. And what are they going to do with that money? That money is for they had been operating the hotel for the uh, prior two years and had a lease option to purchase the property. So we helped them with the purchase. They had put in about two million dollars worth of renovations to bring it up to the standard of a Ramada. It was a uh, an independent hotel prior, and they got the uh, the brand 
on board and did the renovation. So we helped them continue with finishing up some renovations on the property and, and to purchase it. So when you're initially looking at these different asset classes, how many are there? Like what all are the different asset classes that you review? There's quite a few. They said uh, hotels, multi-unit residential apartment buildings, shopping centers, office space, warehouse space. Uh, those are the kinds of things that we're looking at. Mixed use, you know, might be small commercial stores on the ground floor and maybe a couple residential units up top. That would be a mixed use. So we're really looking at all different asset classes. I think probably the only one that we'll probably not go into is industrial because that's just a whole other category we're going to stay away from at this time. How come? There's just a, there's a lot of more moving parts to it. What would be considered industrial? Industrial would be uh, large manufacturing, processing facilities, things like that. Where they're going to have maybe uh, more environmental concerns, potentially. A lot of it is based on the equipment purchase for the, for the processing of the plant, things like that. And we're, we're really more into just the real estate Mm-hmm. as opposed to equipment and things like that. Got it. Okay. When you look at all of these different types of asset classes, shopping centers, hotels, multi-unit, offices, mixed-use, warehouse space, which one tends to be the most under-the-radar where you could see that there's more opportunity? That's a great question. I think there's a lot of opportunity right now in hotels. We've been reading up a lot about that, and we have actually people on staff here who have a, a deep knowledge of hotels, and they've been coming to us, which has been kind of an interesting convergence, I guess. But a lot of uh, stuff that I've been reading about regarding the hotel industry right now is that it is in, it's seen very favorably right now. There's a lot of appreciation going on in the space. You know, we're coming out of a recession. People are traveling more taking their vacation time, they're spending more money on travel. So their hotels are, are benefiting from that greatly right now. And with higher occupancy rates, higher average door rates. So there, there's a big upswing right now and they're projecting it to, to continue for uh, over the next three years at least. So we're just seeing a great opportunity right now that banks are not taking advantage of. So we feel like we're in a good space to be able to help provide financing for people who are either you know, purchasing hotels, trying to reposition them, renovate them, things like that. So it's a good, there's a good opportunity there right now. And I know that you've got a whole team that's dedicated specifically to hotels, but I'm still going to ask you this question. If you want to say, hey, that's in their court, then I, I totally understand. But with Airbnb and the popularity of that taking the money from the hotel industry. How have you seen that affect, or maybe maybe I'm just making that up. Maybe it's not affecting the hotel industry, but I would think the hotel industry would be taking a hit with the more popular Airbnb and sites like that get. Have you seen anything like that? I haven't. And I'm actually, I'm a fan of Airbnb. I've used them in the past. Personally, you know, from, from what we've seen, the properties that we've evaluated, they haven't really had any direct competition with Airbnb, you know, and, and they're an innovative company. We're an innovative company. So I welcome that kind of thing They're you know, they're disrupting an industry and, and we're kind of in the same pocket as far as uh, being a, a disruptor in the finance world and the lending world. So, you know, everything will find its, its niche and find its, its place in within their industries. So, you know, I don't I don't really see that big of a hit to to the hotel industry, quite frankly. 
when you look at a property and you're presenting a property, what are some things you're initially looking at? That's a, a, another really great question. You know, we're, we're looking at the location. You know, each, each asset class really has its own little things that we look at, right? So shopping centers, we want to see a diversity of the clients. Are there any anchor tenants? What's the quality of the lease, the duration, the, the security within the leases? Rent rolls, location, obviously, is always big. So each asset class has its own things that we kind of look at. Hotels, we're looking at occupancy rate, average daily rate, the debt service coverage ratio. Do they have any added amenities like a restaurant or, I don't know, a cell tower on site or, you know, uh, where is it positioned in the market? Apartment buildings, you're looking at rent rolls, lease continuity, the turnover rates, cap rates, things like that. So each asset class has specific things we want to look at initially to see if it kind of falls with where the strengths are in the property uh, to be able to then analyze it further. What do you look for in office? Office space, same thing. It's going to be diversity of clients, the uh, the quality of the leases, the lease continuity. You know, are they all are all the leases going to end at the same time, or are they spaced out? Uh, the location, the, uh, the tenant improvements that might already exist in the property, or what may need to be done, things like that. And then, what about warehouse space? Warehouse space is going to be, you know, how big is the space, the the, the structure itself is important. Location, is it going to be a single tenant, maybe multi-tenant? The use of the of the, uh, the tenants, what are they going to be using it for? Things like that. This is so much fun. I just love talking about this stuff and, you know, because it's different types of real estate and the different things you look at. I just think that's so darn interesting. And I hope the best ever listeners do as well, just to hear from kind of a high to, to mid-level what you're looking at when you evaluate this stuff. I think that's why you're, you're going to be the host eventually, right? <laughs> <laughs> I could never take over your job, Joe. You're too good at it. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. It, it keeps my job interesting. The types of properties that we have come across our desks, every day is different. And, you know, every project that does come across a desk is looked at for, you know, the merits and also for the risks involved. It's a matter of balancing that out on any project that you look at. And, you know, we've always been really high on our due diligence with our residential properties, and we're bringing that same kind of due diligence to our commercial underwriting as well. Overall, where you see, you've seen the your company go, Patch of Land, from single family to evolving into the commercial space where do you see Patch of Land in five years? Do you see more commercial and in particular, maybe focusing more on hotels in the next couple? And then in five, maybe it's just really more commercial or what, do you, what are you seeing? No, I, I really do see us, you know, continuing to keep it as a mix. I mean, the fact that we're going into commercial doesn't mean that that's going to take over our business. It won't. We'll always be in the residential space. We're here. Our niche is really to help our borrowers grow their businesses in, in whatever capacity that might be. It might be, you know, uh, guys who are doing three, four residential properties a year and they want to bump it up to a dozen. That's the kind of borrowers that we work with to help grow their business. And then for them to even transition into commercial deals. Also, our borrowers who are currently in the commercial space to be able to help support them and build their businesses as well. So we're here for both. There's a niche that's you know not being addressed by the large institutional banks, and that's, that's our purpose. 
and as well as it also helps our investors diversify their portfolios to mix it up into residential and commercial and different types of commercial. So how do I see this in five years from now? That might be a better question for Jason, our CEO. (laughs) We're going to have him on an episode in this series, so I'll ask him the same thing. Yeah. So for me, I think it's just us, you know, building on our foundation and our fundamentals of how we underwrite uh, each loan and to be able to support our borrowers in what they need and just growing in scale. I think that's really how I see Patch Plan growing. This has been such an educational and fun conversation as always. Before I do my traditional summary, is there anything that you think we should have mentioned or I should have asked that I didn't ask or we didn't talk about? No, you know, Joe, you you hit some great questions, some very pointed questions. And uh, no, I, I think we're good on that. Okay. Well, like I said, I I was taking a lot of notes like I I do for every conversation. And this one in particular, I mean, we've got a lot of different things that we covered. And I like how we got from, I'd say we were high level to mid level on the details. And then next week, next Wednesday, we're going to talk to Mark Sloman and also Adapia DeRico. But the majority of the conversation is going to be with Mark Sloman who does the commercial underwriting for the properties that you all have. And we're going to get very detailed. But in this conversation, boy, talking about the different asset classes, shopping centers, hotels, multifamily, office, mixed use, warehouse, and staying away from industrial. I don't blame you based on how you described it. I'm not too familiar with it, but I wouldn't want to touch that. It seems very specific and niche. And then the different things that you look for from a, I'd say, high to mid-level with shopping centers, diversity of clients, anchor tenants, duration of leases, the security of the locations and the the areas and, and where they're located with hotels. In addition to talking about what you look at, Uh, the death service coverage ratio, the average daily rate, any amenities, occupancy rate. Also mentioning that that's where you see a lot of opportunity right now based on the, you know, everybody traveling more and spending more money coming out of the recession. I think that's, that's the kind of a bonus tip that's going to be really uh, interesting for the best ever listeners who are investing and looking at commercial and then multifamily looking at the rent rolls, turnover rate, the cap rate office. You look at the diversity of the clients, the quality of leases, and the lease continuity, meaning how are they spaced out and do they all end at the same time, the location, the tenant improvements, and mixed use is just a mix of, of multifamily and office or, or shopping center, so we won't go into that. And warehouse space, how big is the space, the structure, location, and the, the tenant or multi-tenant, looking at them. So th- this was just a, a, a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show once again. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. I'm going to have to tally how many times you've been on because we've had so many special series with Patch of Land. And my rule, by the way, best ever listeners, my rule is that you can only be on the show once to give your best ever advice because otherwise it wouldn't be your best ever advice. But I do have other segments like Skill Set Sunday and Situation Saturday. And I bring in previous guests to do those and also these special series. And Doug has been on, been nominated to be on many of these special series. I think everybody else is nominating you. I don't know how many times you've nominated yourself. You're like, man, I've got other things to do. I've got, I've got properties underwrite. Why am I talking to Joe all the time? <laughs> but thank you for being on the show. Much appreciated. You're very welcome, Joe. 
enjoyed it. And I'll end on the interesting fact that we didn't talk about on this episode, but we we talked about it on the very first episode where I met you. Your son is an actor. Is he still at USC? We've we've known each other for a while. He's still at USC, and he was in the music video with Justin Timberlake in the song Mirrors. So go see... Go check that out and be the uh, uh, one billionth and tenth person to view the video. Yeah, catching up to him. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Doug. Take care, Joe. Thanks again. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D dot com forward slash best ever.